Welcome to the Heart Soul Wisdom Podcast, a journey of self-discovery and transformation. Moira Sutton and her amazing guests share real-life stories, tools, and strategies to inspire and empower you to create and live your best life. Come along on the journey and finally blast through any fears, obstacles, and challenges that have held you back in the past so you can live your life with the joy, passion, and happiness that you desire. Now, here's your host, Create the Life You Love Empowerment Life Coach, Moira Sutton. Welcome to Episode 7, Your Path to Prosperity, with story architect Steve Garvin. It wasn't until Steve nearly lost everything that he took the time to look at his life and he really began to find a better way. On the outside, he looked successful, a degree in marketing and an advanced degree in accounting. He had a good position within a Fortune 200 company. He was respected for his solid business skills helping major corporations improve their processes and build wealth. On the inside, though, Steve felt empty. The playbook he was using in life was not working anymore. And despite all the books he had read on success and purpose-centered living, he did not find the answers he needed. So Steve left all of this behind to figure out how to write his own story. And in order to find the way, he had to first learn to go within. If you have been looking for your own way, but it seems to elude you, Steve will be sharing his wisdom today on what he has learned along the way on his journey so you too can create the life that you love. So without further ado, it is my pleasure to introduce you to my dear friend, story architect, Steve Garwin. Welcome, Steve. Thank you, Moira. It's awesome to be with you. Very, very cool. We've known each other now a lot of years and our friendship is build and I just love that we share things, we collaborate, we help each other and we're, we're there for each other. Absolutely. And it no, sorry. It's been, a, it's been a pleasure. It's been great. And you have so many talents and we have both found our way and we're going to dive in today to, you know, this path to prosperity, which we both know means a lot more than just money. It means, you know, mm, on all levels in our life. So Steve, what is prosperity and how do you define this? The way I look at prosperity is a little bit, well, quite a bit different than the way that I was trained to look at it. Mm. My background involves, as you mentioned in the bio, uh, you know, advanced studies in accounting and doing lots of number crunching and so forth. And, and in that world, profits and prosperity and wealth all have a very specific relatively easy calculated meaning. And while I find that actually helpful in some respects, I find that there's lots of stuff that is not included on the typical balance sheet Mm -hmm. or financial statements. Like, you know, how happy are you? How fulfilled are you? How uh, do you look forward? When you wake up in the morning, are you excited about starting your day or is it like you, like I was at one time, on Sunday morning, are you rocking in the hallway in fetal position, crying because you know you've got to go into work again the next morning? Mm. You know, um, and and at that point, I had money in the bank and you know zero debt and a nice house, and it, on the outside, it looked like you know things were great, but on the inside, it was awful. And while you could look at my financial statements at that time and say, you know, I was prosperous. If, if you looked at my internal uh, statements, uh, I was emotionally bankrupt. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's important to, to look at our lives more holistically. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've come across in the time since I left corporate finance was the idea of self-determinism which looks at three different things. And there are lots of different ways to express it. And the way that I tend to look at it is, is through the three words, people, purpose, 
and performance. And with people, part of our prosperity are the relationships we have in our lives. You know, we can look at you know our family, we can look at our friends, we can look at our communities. You know, and and one of the great welts that I enjoy now is having lots of amazing friends who are there and available like you are to support me on my journey and that who I can also support on their journey, that it, that it is not a solo venture, but that we are all interconnected. Mm-hmm, definitely. And we're not solopreneurs. We're entrepreneurs, like you said, with building relationships. And I know Tony Robbins goes into that quite a lot, that relationships are key to our life and that when you are happy or sad, you know, first of all, happy, who do you want to share that with? You want to share it with people you love and you care for in your community. And when you're sad, to reach out for help and know that's okay. But relationships are a big key to our, our life, for sure. Absolutely. They're huge. And then just, the, I had the opportunity this morning to, to converse a little bit about, you know, just the work that I do. And as I said earlier, you know, there were, it was a time when Sunday mornings I was literally in the hallway in fetal position crying because I knew I had to go into work the next morning. And it was just, I mean, it had drained me and I had nothing left and it was just, you know, awful. And I, when I left that environment, I set out on a mission to find work that, you know, that excited me, that I looked forward to doing rather than dreading or feeling like I've got to go through the motion. So when you, when you left corporate America and you stepped out, was it a long process to like, did you begin to tell your new story slowly or were you looking for your oh. purpose or what did that look like and how did that unfold? Yes to all the above. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was a long process and yes. it's actually been seven years since I left, since I last worked in a major corporation. And I think that's important to share, Steve, because some people might think it's a snap, you know, like, oh, I'm out of there and everything's perfect. But no, it's a journey. (laughs) It's a journey and it's a journey of healing and growing and expansion. It absolutely is. Mm -hmm. And I think it really is important because, you know, a lot of times, you know, we look at people and see how, you know, look at happy, successful people and say, wow, they just have it figured out. And, you know, it's just a, you know, snap of the fingers. And it... Sometimes that's the case, but most of the times it's not. And I think we do ourselves and our communities a disservice when we suggest that, you know, that, it, that it's just, you know, flip a switch and suddenly the lights come on and the music starts playing and, you know, we're all dancing around the room. Or take a pill or, or go fix it. Right, exactly. Way, fill the gap, right? Whatever yes, that, that wholeness exactly. is. And to know that we're, we're not broken, you know, we are whole. So it's important, like you said earlier, to look at the holistic view of, your whole life to what it encompasses, like what, you know, your relationships, your work, your, your contribution, your collaboration, your, the courage it takes to do the work. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, and it's learning to be patient uh-huh. with the process. You know, uh, it reminds me when you and I first met, it was, I hosted a summit mm-hmm. number of years ago and invited a bunch of people on, and you were one of the people that participated in that. Yes. And at the time, I was still pretty much uh, in the work around the clock and, you know, work till I drop type of mentality. And, uh, you know, I was able to pull off, get the summit, get everybody together, get the website together, get all the recordings done, have it all delivered within just a few weeks. And which I look back at, and especially, uh, you know, in looking at other trainings on how to do summits and so forth, and that realizing in hindsight how crazy that was. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was a great experience, and I'm grateful for the people that I met through it. But while I was in the midst of it, feeling just frantic and that feeling my life a little bit of out of control because I knew I had to do so much in so little time. I did a process that I and others call doing a soul scribble, which is basically just 
close my eyes and scribble on a piece of paper and see what I see on it. I love that. Soul <laughs> scribble. Oh, because you're so artistic and all the things that you draw. Oh, that's, that's excellent. So tell us about that. Cause I love it. <laughs> so I, I did that. I cl- asked a question, you know, kind of how am I, how do I deal with all the stuff that I'm dealing with right now? And I close my eyes, scribble, look, and I see a turtle there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is like absolutely the wrong thing for me to see. I need to see a cheetah or a, you know, <laughs> <laughs> not a turtle. But a turtle's and, good. <laughs> well, I didn't have that understanding at that time. Yes, because a turtle's all about, I, I collect turtles. They're in our bathroom and everything, like, you know, wooden turtles when we traveled and that. <laughs> mm, and, mm. and it's all about creativity for, for me. So a turtle's a good thing. But I understand you, if you're looking for that cheetah and a turtle's, different perspective (laughs) right exactly and it's like okay so and i my intention with doing the soul scribbles isn't just to see something but to make changes in my life that reflect what i see and so i started to create borders in my life boundaries in my life Mm -hmm. i stopped working on saturday and sunday at least now I actually write different work on Saturday and Sunday, and it's more for enjoyment and time with family. And, you know, it's when I go on my long runs and Perfect. different things like that. But I don't do my quote unquote work on Saturday or Sunday. I also don't work past six o'clock in the evening. I do remember that when we met and I told you my schedule that you always were you really liked that. You said, I love that you turn, you know, shut the door and out you go and, and, you know, off I go to make dinner, which is my passion. Um, yeah. cooking. And you really, you thought, wow, that's great. And because it was something that you wanted there too. Um, I'm kind to myself with that now, if with taping and writing that, if for some reason I am editing on the weekend, I may take Monday off then. So I still mm. honor my time, but it's, it's flexed differently, but I mm-hmm. honor that time for sure. Absolutely. And I think that's what's important is to, you know, recognize your own kind of rhythms and, and, and what works for you. Yes. I, for me, it's just, I'm kind of wired that I, I like to be busy. I, I like to be doing things. And so when I just stopped doing anything on the weekends, it was not very satisfying. Probably and so I started, <laughs> right, right. What's this? So I, I started to, to focus I'm currently in the process of writing three books. I think and that's the way amazing. That I, <laughs> and the way that it's turned out is that I write, I have them broken up. One, they're very different books from one another. But two, that I, I there's a book that I work on Monday through Friday. There's a book, I, the novel that I'm working on on Saturday and the more spiritual religious book that I work on on Sunday. And I hadn't experienced this. And it, it is amazing what can happen in learning from the tortoise, the turtle. You know, the, the, I think one of the lessons of the turtle, turtle, turtle? <laughs> turtle, I, I don't know. When you say both, they're both the same. But I think when you said tortoise, or, you know, I was thinking of more of a, a grandfather, a wise old Right. <laughs> but they're both wise in their own way. Yes. And... <laughs> But you think of the, the parable of the tortoise and the hare. Yes. You know, and how the tortoise was the one that actually won. And the reason that the tortoise won was because he just, he or she, maintained their pace throughout the, the race. And didn't worry about, well, I've got to be like the, the hare. I've got to, you know, blast off the, the starting gate and run until I drop, mm-hmm. which is literally what happened with the hare. And the, the tortoise made it to the finish line. So the persistence part there. Right. So this past Sunday, I was working on my book. And one of the things that I do is I tally up, you know, how many words I've written so far. And I, I, my intention is to write a thousand words a day toward as a contribution to finishing that book. Mm-hmm. And I've been working on this book for, I don't know, a year and a half or something. Much more consistently in the last six months or so. And when I added my total to the bottom, to the 
to how much I had written that day to the total for how much I've written for the book, I realized that I was at 49,327 words. And my intention was to write 50,000 words on the first <laughs> draft. And I'm like, wow, I'm actually, I'm almost done with this thing. The, the finish line is in sight and tomorrow, well, not tomorrow. On, when I, on Sunday, I intend to finish writing that and then you know, printing it out and going through it and putting the pieces together. But it was just, you know, surprising to me how close I was to the finish line without being aware of it. And, uh, so that and instead, be- of, mm-hmm. instead of it being stressful and, you know, hectic and, you know, I've got to squeeze all this in and, you know, get this all done in three weeks or 24 hours or whatever. It's like, you know, just being consistent, just in doing small amounts consistently has contributed to getting to where I am. So that would project. be that would be your crossing the finish line in life that you talk about. And I agree with that. In the, in a sense, for me, my book's been in the working for five years, Steve. Mm. <laughs> and, and I was doing other things. I wasn't just not working. I was doing, oh, so many other things I was learning in my business, but I wasn't inspired anymore. I was doing it other people's way and learning how to, you know, do online programs, how to oh, create webinars. And you can even hear it in me. It was like, oh, even if I was creating great material, and I, you know, I went through the other day and found all this material I had created. It wasn't doing it my way. And so when mm. I created this podcast, it just became, because this podcast started, well, more like 10 years ago, like it was live shot and it's on a DVD hard drive with, you know, 18 and 20 people that were filmed live. And mm. when, I, when I went to do this, I knew it was right. I knew the title still was right for my message. And so everything flows now because you're in that flow and you're open to just allow it to flow with ease. And with my book, you know, I'm planning on, you know, launching it either August or September. And what now when I go work to finish it, it's a joy. I can't wait to go work on it. Mm. And that, that's a whole different thing than, Oh, you got to get this done by next month. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. That, that doesn't work. And that's for me, what, a, what part of prosperity is, you know, I mean, if, if getting to prosperity is is a grind, is a, you know something that exhausts us, then you know we're not going to arrive at our finish line with a smile on our face. You know it's going to be wow, I finally did it, and I'm going to collapse on the other side. And you then know, I, and then it's sort of then what sort of because I know my father, he worked for um, a large corporation with, in computers and. You know, and those days when you turn 60, they ask you to leave and retire, which to me, 60 is mm. the new 50 or the 40. It's, it's a whole different number now. But right. But they, they sort of gave him a, at the very end his last year, they took away his one group that was successful and gave him a very challenging group for his last year and then asked him, is time to retire? And then he didn't have that purpose later. But it was that whole thing about you, you get to that place and then, oh, okay, do I celebrate this? Like, where am I with this? And so I agree with you with this path to prosperity. What, what does it look like? And I think a big part of that is, you know, being in the expression of our joy and gratitude every day. And, Absolutely. Yes. You know, and when we talk about, you know, questions that we ask ourselves, because we're going to talk about language, because you are the story architect. <laughs> <laughs> and in the sense that, you know, in our lives, if we change our results, because of our language, what would you what would you say about that? What we say to ourselves, what do we say to others? And you talk about like the the language of inspiration and and different languages. There, can you touch upon that? Sure. Oh, and what does the language of love sound like? So, what do these sound like? I wanted to hear your opinion on that. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Well, I think. I can tell you what my answers are. I think we all all speak our own, have our own vocabulary, if you will, our own style of of speaking. For me, love, the language of love is being there for somebody. You know, know, just as my wife was with, by there, by, as I was going through the really dark days of of struggling with depression, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that she didn't give up on me. And that mm-hmm. she saw better days ahead, even when I didn't see them. Ahead. So she saw that light at the end of the tunnel, and she was your major cheerleader. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's unconditional and, love. Yep. And I see that with you and Cliff. You know, yeah. as as he's dealing with the cancer that he's dealing with. I don't know if 
don't know if you're speaking of that publicly or, or not, but I, I wasn't, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, two close friends like yourself, I was, but yeah, the, it's very different. Um, we talked about this as friends that, you know, um, we didn't want to share it at the beginning because we didn't want that to be the whole focus through the dialogue versus looking at, you know, the end result again. And like you're saying, we're, we do gratitude every day. We're in that space. And I think when you get a wake up call like that, you really, really, when you're told it, you know, it's a shock to your system because it's not somebody else being told you're being told. And so in my case with Cliff, you know, he was told I was there with him, but we, we both had, <laughs> well, we were both quite emotional for sure. And, and then, no, uh, thank you. We, we, we have an amazing marriage, but we've worked on our marriage, you know, we're 30 years together and I love him more today than the day I married him. And I loved him a lot when I married him. So <laughs> absolutely. I, I hear you. We've been yeah. married, I think 27 years this yeah. year. And you, you have a saying, you, you, you stay there and you support the person through the good, the bad, the ugly, the turns, the ups, the downs, the valleys, because that's again, life. Everyone has challenges in their life. Right. And, you know, how do you deal with it? And, how, you know, you talk about navigating the creative wilderness without losing your heart or your mind. Mm. That might be a good mm. segue to go into that to tell us about how do people navigate their creative wilderness and, you know, without losing their heart or their minds. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. And I think one of the, so I, I literally navigate the wilderness fairly often. I enjoy hiking in the outdoors and so forth. One of the reasons I, navigate towards that those analogies those metaphors and one of the things that i discovered was again going back to the idea of self-determinism and and people purpose and performance that in hiking through an unfamiliar territory Mm. you know we need to be aware get our bearings and in life, you know, we have our, our ways of, of getting bearings too. And I think it's important to to be mindful of our internal bearings. You know, what are the things that, that speak to us? What are the things that resonate with us? You know, our creative expressions, uh, you know, my drawing, your cooking, uh, you know, um, these things that, you know, some might say that they're frivolous or unnecessary or maybe even unproductive but they give us joy and they, mm-hmm. they, they put fuel in the tank, uh, you know, maybe cliff bars in the backpack for our creative uh, wilderness journey so that we don't end up empty, you know, out there in the middle of the wilderness. Um, you know, it's, it's one thing to, to know the path. It's another thing to be able to, Walk to it. walk the path and, mm-hmm. and especially to be able to walk the path with, with a smile on our face. You know, uh, my intention, I've, I've had enough with, uh, you know, really dark days and, and depression and all that. I don't really intend to, to walk those paths again. And so, you know, I look for, you know, where, where are the paths that I do want to walk? What are the things that I do want to create? And one of the things, the, the ironic thing is, is that much of what I've discovered that brings me joy, I, I discovered while I was on those really dark paths, that the, the thing that, that helped me find my way out of those, that dark forest was looking for the light in my life. You know, one of the things that really spoke to me, who were the type of people that, that I really resonated with? What, was, what were the activities that I really enjoyed doing? And what were the things that I could do with, you know, a, some degree of, of mastery? Or even if I wasn't able to, to, at that time, do it with mastery, what were the things that I cared about enough that I was willing to go through the work that it would take me to get to where I could do things with a greater degree of mastery? Mm-hmm. I, I know that, um, especially right now with the COVID-19 virus, you know, we've been given a gift, which I believe, and people hear me say this all the time, it's my future book coming out, what is the gift in this? And that's what I say to my clients, that I believe there's a gift in everything. Um, Absolutely. It's about looking deeper and finding what the gift is. And that I always say, and I, you know, right now, this isn't being done to us, it's being done for us. The world had to change and we had to wake up, look after Mother Earth and each other. 
So it's one of inclusivity and oneness and unity consciousness. And, you know, the gift right now, I believe, is we, we're, our life for many years put on pause. So again, look at, you know, maybe you, you were given a gift. You don't want that job anymore. You can't go to it or whatever right. it is. And look at your health. You can go bike ride more. I just got a new bike, <laughs> the cruiser for Mother's Day. But, you know, also I, we're seeing families for the first time walking in our neighborhood who I've never seen before, know mm. with their dogs and their children, and none of them have that phone. You know, they're not looking down. They're talking to each other. And that, that is huge. So, you know, if we, and you talk about intention, you know, I love Wayne Dyer's book, The Power of Intention. And intention is huge in our life. You know, what do we intend and to get really clear on what that is in our life and then pay attention to what shows up and step into those opportunities and explore them because you just, you know, the universe aligns, it orchestrates everything in our life. So I believe in a higher power and to surrender to that power, which is powerful. It's not weak <laughs> by surrendering. Right. And allowing what shows up, the people, circumstances, and, you know, there again, there's walking in nature and meditation. All those things are times for us to get quiet and not be busy, 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 or work, 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 or the way that you were in the corporate world, which many people still are. And, but some of those people can't go to work now. So they're giving a different way of being at home. And, you know, they're not traveling an hour every day or that. They have an extra two hours or more. Um, you know, I know Eclipse clients, there's people that were traveling more than two hours a day to work and back. And now they have that time with their family. It's, so Absolutely. it's totally, totally different world. It is. And it, you know, it, it is an opportunity for us to look and see what is the normal that we want to get back mm -hmm. to. You know, when, when things get back to normal, what is the normal that we want to, to create to, now? To, yeah, exactly. To be the new normal, because we're not going back to the old normal you know, it's, I always use the analogy of the, the butterfly. Once the, first of all, that butterfly goes through a lot of struggle to come out, but look what comes out of the end of that cocoon. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So it's going to be a new way of being and a new way on earth. And I'm excited about that personally. And, you know, our messages, like a lot of people are as light workers and people who are bringing inspiration and empowerment to people to create their best life on their terms is really important to me. And it's, what the show is all about, a big part of what the show is about. So, Absolutely. Steve, how does someone start to enrich their emotional vocabulary? Because I know both you and I like words, and I like play on words. Like, you know, I was reading the other day, righteousness means the right use of the mind, which is love. And somebody shared with me on the podcast, they use the word because, meaning be, beingness, and you're the cause of everything. So you're the center of your own universe. And what are you causing? What are you wanting to cause? So, Tell me how you would share with people how they can enrich their emotional vocabulary. Well, I think there's two parts of that. There's the emotional part of it and there's the vocabulary part of it. Okay. And the, the emotional part of it is just, you know, becoming more in tune with your emotions. Mm. One of the things that I do, and it, it feels a little bit silly doing it, but I do it because it, it helps me. And that is every morning... I go through different uh, expressions while I'm looking at myself in the mirror. So, you know, I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm fearful, I'm angry, I'm uh, contemptuous, I'm disgusted, I'm surprised. Um, just that is cool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I well, haven't heard you. I have never heard all those. I've heard Louise Hay say, you know, I love you, I love you. And a lot of people have a hard time looking in their eyes saying that because they're talking to the soul. But what you're saying, you're allowing yourself to feel all those emotions. Yeah. And wow. and so there's like the kind of like the light and the dark, but then there's also another set that I do that are, are more all positive. But so there's things I don't know if I can remember exactly. Um like but joy, happiness, um, love. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, it's joy, inspiration, awe, love, hope. Happiness. Et cetera. Yes. And, but just by, for a, a brief moment, experiencing that and, and showing that, you know, physically with my facial expression, with my body uh, gestures, et cetera, that I literally experience them. And so it, it gives me access to them. And the reason that I started doing it was because I 
I am a very active member of Toastmasters and speak publicly frequently. And one of the comp- the evaluations that I got was that my I was not very expressive either with my voice or with my gestures and my facial expressions. And so mm-hmm. I, I started to a practice of working on that just for a few minutes each day. Wow, look and, at what the gift came out of that with that feedback. <laughs> right. I wasn't expecting at all that by working on that expression that I'd a side benefit that I did not consider at all, like I said, was that I it would allow me to get more in tune with my emotions, to be able to feel, you know, what does inspired inspired look like? Or what does it feel like? What does awe feel like? What does contempt feel like? What does disgust feel like? Mm-hmm. You know, and so that when those things show up in our lives, instead of our emotions having us, as sometimes we say, that we have our emotions and we can and decide, okay, is this the emotion that I want to be having or do I want to be experiencing something else? How do I want to be showing up for people? And by being more masterful with our awareness of our emotions and more masterful with our expression of our emotions, then we can be also more masterful in our relationship with other people because we have seen and experienced those things more fully. So that going all that from your question about, you know, emotional vocabulary, that's the emotional side of it. The the vocabulary side of it is words have power and words have a history that the words that we use today have origins that are thousands of years old. Yes. You know, one of the things that I like to do is to, when I'm considering what word to use in a certain case, I like to go to the dictionary or search online to find out what the etymology of the word is. What is the actual, what's the history of the word? So things like passion, you know, if you look at passion and you think about, you know, a a passionate romance or, you know, a Versus something that, passion, like you and I say, like like I have a passion for cooking, you have a passion for nature and photography. Right, exactly. All these things that just bring you total joy and bliss. If you look at the root of that word of passion, the P-A-S-S, it's actually rooted to related to the same root for things like empathy or sympathy. <laughs> that it, mm. it, it has as much to do about feeling and suffering as it does about the more positive things that we tend to think about. So you think the word compassion, right? Compassion. Right, exactly. With passion, with feeling that Mm -hmm. you're willing to suffer with someone. Mm -hmm. That the things that you're passionate about, whether that be your marriage or your work or your health or whatever, that it doesn't mean that it's always, you know, sunny and sunshine and dandelions and you know unicorns and all that kind of thing and wouldn't that that, be boring Steve like you know if we had that every day predicted it would be like the groundhog day waking up every day you 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 know it's the same old same old which to me I'm all about adventure and new experiences that's like shooting myself like it's just you know (laughs) it's like no you want you want the life you want you want to experience all so I love this this Exercise that you do every morning, that's, that's amazing. I hope that's going to be in your spiritual book. I think that would help a lot of people. Mm. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, yeah, it, it is interesting how if we look at the words that we use and not just use the words, but really look at them and see what are the words telling us? What's the history of the word? Mm-hmm. How, how has the word changed? How is what? What feelings do these words bring us? You know, that by being more conscious of the words that we're using rather than just filling space, filling time, but that we intentionally look and say, okay, well, what is it that I'm trying to create? Again, like we were talking about with the COVID-19 and and everything, you know, what is it, what's on the other side that we want to get to? Mm Mm-hmm. And, and words oftentimes are the path that we follow in order to get to the other side. You know, one of the primary ways that I got out of the depression that I was dealing with 
was by being much more conscious of the words that I was telling myself Mm -hmm. and the words that I used when I was in conversation with other people. And by being more mindful about those words and the choices that I was making, then I was, I could start making choices that, that brought a more positive experience that, you know, that were more fulfilling, more satisfying, more enriching than just the everyday lazy language, if you will, that I had gotten into the habit of using. Mm-hmm. Well, you think about it today too, with the, as we said, with the virus that, you know, people are hearing all this through the media fear and that, and they, they're getting tidbits of people doing all these wonderful things and playing musical instruments on balconies. And the great thing that's happening with mother earth and animals showing up and all that. It's a choice there. Again, what, what we're focused on and what we're listening to and, and then what you're saying to yourself, because if you buy into that fear model, that's a downward spiral and, you know, versus choose to look at that love, focus on that all the time. So right. your, your brain is, is looking at that. Steve, how do people, how would you tell people how, like I work with people like this, but I want to know how you do it, um, how someone would discover their own unique gifts and purpose and how they can turn that into gold because that's one of your programs. <laughs> <laughs> right, gifts into gold. Yeah. So how, how would you tell somebody, to, because people say, I don't know my life's purpose. I don't have a purpose, but everyone mm-hmm. has a life purpose. And it really, the, the bigger picture is love. <laughs> um, but to right. find out, how they can turn something that they're passionate about and find that purpose and turn it into gold. Meaning for me, turning into gold is yes, prosperity, but again, prosperity on all levels, physical, mental, emotional, you know, all all levels, but also then the next step is the contribution. What are you, what's your contribution to the world? How, how can you be a service? Because that changes your whole trajectory and where you're going. That's a big question, but that's how you and I talk. (laughs) Sure. Yes. And I'm happy to explore that. What I would say and what I did, it's interesting. I, my business is, a, is called Gifts into Gold. Mm-hmm. And I started using that term a few years ago. And it all came from, you know, I was in a program where we're all encouraged to, to find our elevator pitch, if you will. And I started using the phrase, and I like to play with words, so I just like to see what will happen if I, I use a certain phrase. And the phrase that I'd been playing with was gifts into gold. And I noticed when, when I used that phrase that people really responded well to it. Mm. <laughs> but then I realized, you know, so I've got this thing, gifts into gold, but I really don't know what that means. so i began a process and it's a process that i continue to today but for different reasons but started a process of while i was out on my daily walk i'd pull out my phone and open up the the voice recorder and just share my thoughts on what gifts into gold was and by being curious about what those words meant Mm -hmm. to me and just being curious about, you know, what is it that I'm trying to create? Because I wasn't sure what I was trying to create. I just, you know, kind of had a sense of what I was trying to create. And by being curious about that and being open and willing to experiment and to play and to, to navigate my creative wilderness, you know, I began to see paths and see the way through the forest that I had not seen before. That if just by, by being mindful of my environment, my response to my environment, and my environment is a response to me, so, you know, how people respond to me, that kind of thing, that, uh, you know, the, the words became much more meaningful. And I started to realize, you know, the, that our gifts into gold, for me specifically, has to do with story. You know, that, that the way that I express my gifts is, is through story. And, and, our, and each one of us has powerful stories. So that's, that's a good tie-in, I feel, to also finding your purpose. Because we each have our unique story that we can help others through sharing our stories. Right, exactly. And so what is, what is the gift that I have? What is the gift of my story mm-hmm. that, I use, that I can use in order to help other people through their own dark nights? You mm-hmm. know, through navigating their own creative wilderness. 
and and by being mindful of what those stories are and finding the pieces within those stories so that we can lead people more comfortably and an elegant way through their own dark nights and creative wildernesses that you know we can realize our our gifts our gold and our purpose mhm I love that you brought up um, one of the things, many things in what you just said, but one of the things that I think is wonderful there is curiosity. When we become curious, we get more into that playful state like when we were younger and you don't know what's going to show up when you get curious. You know, you're open to that possibility. It's not a closed door. You're open. So curiosity is a huge part of that. Now you have this, we're going to talk about the gift later that you're giving to our audience, which is very cool. Um, but you have in there, just talk a little bit about, they're going to get that and understand what it is, but how talk about a cozy cottage and then the prosperity in the palace. I know I've done this exercise with you and I, I loved it and it brought up a lot for myself, um, gave me a lot of clarity on different things that I was thinking and, and beliefs and all those things. Sure. One of the things that I've discovered is that I, that having a, an image that I can consider, have in mind, while I'm dealing with a challenge, really helps me to to see things more fully. And in the, on the path to prosperity, the starting point is the, the cozy cottage. And- Which sounds really lovely to me. <laughs> <laughs> seeing that I like the small house movement and I want to live on a sailboat. So it's like, yeah, right. Cozy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and honestly, that's very intentional because, you know, a, a lot of times we, we go through life and we just want to be comfortable. You know, I don't want to have to go climb a mountain in order to get to the other side. I mean, there are awesome things about climbing mountains, but you know, I don't want to be spending my life feeling like I'm climbing a mountain, especially when the mountains, you know, coming down on me or, you know, they're, trolls while I'm going up the mountain or dragons on the other side or, or whatever. Um, you know, we want to just be comfortable. We want to have a life of, of ease and prosperity, but in order to enjoy and experience that life of ease and prosperity, we've got to be willing to leave our cozy cottage in order to pursue our palace of prosperity, you know, and, and whatever that looks like for us, whether that, you know, be business or relationship or, personal expression or and, whatever. Sorry, Steve. That can also be very uh, scary for people. Like right now, a lot of people are feeling this uncertainty right now, which is real. Um, but Absolutely. Like you're saying even becoming an entrepreneur, you know, when we all started this, we didn't have that paycheck anymore. And that's a big leap. Absolutely. <laughs> and to step into that and have belief and the courage to see what that new path looks like. So that's coming out of that cozy cottage you're talking about. Right. It's facing the creative wilderness, you know, and mm-hmm. when, when I left corporate America, the way I share it is, you know, I felt like, literally felt like, you know, doing cartwheels out the door because I was so elated, so excited that I was no longer going to have to to go back to that environment. I can see you but doing that. I, <laughs> <laughs> I have this visual of you going down the hallway. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, only. Oh, no, you could do that. I know that. <laughs> so you're doing but, cartwheels out of the corporate world. Stay right. But, but what I soon realized was, is that on the outside was that I soon found myself in the creative wilderness. And it's like, oh my gosh, I have so much choice as to what I'm going to do next. I have no idea what to do next. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like a kid in the candy store, mm-hmm. you, you know, and, and I, realized, you know, having choice and freedom is awesome, but it's also frightening. And you there's know? also responsibility to it. And, and responsibility, like, again, you know, I like words, you know, responsibility is how do you respond to something? You're not reactive, you know, you're, you're proactive. And responsibility, right. people, you know, I don't, I don't think people understand, at least in my coaching, you know, to allow somebody to go through that, you know, when you re- take full responsibility for your life, that could be scary at the beginning, but then you realize, oh, I'm I'm the key person here, the director of my story. And right. you know, and taking that responsibility, I think that's that's 
a biggie for a lot of people. At least that's what I've seen. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's giving the pencil to the author in our lives, you know, which is, which is us that, you know, we get to get a say in how our story is going to end up, you know? And, and so in my work, my, one of the things that I have people do is to design their prosperity palace. You know, what are the things you want to experience when you're in that place? You know, who are the people you want to be with? What are the things you want to be feeling? And by being clear on, on what it is that we're trying to create, and this is where my story architect comes in, is, you know, when we get clear on what it is that we, we want to envision, to bring to life, and to realize, it helps us to navigate, to find our way through the creative wilderness you know, to to look for those things in the creative wilderness that will help us to create the palace that we want to have on the other side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives us direction. And to to go off the idea that Stephen Covey shared some time ago about beginning with the end in mind, you mm-hmm. know, that that when, if we were just to throw things together, you know, grab whatever we come across while we're on the, the paths of life, you know, what we end up with at the end uh, might just be a, a jumble of, of rocks and twigs, you know, because we didn't really have a, a design, an intention, a clear intention as to how we wanted things to unfold and to, to manifest on the other side. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean we know the exact path. It just means having that attention, the clarity of what you want, what that looks like, and then seeing how all those pieces come together, life's puzzle boxes you use uh, uh, analogy about, because your palace in your exercise, uh, you know, a big part of my palace is a sailboat. Now, is that going to change? It it might with everything Mm. happening in the world. I don't know what that looks like, but I totally believe if you know, I go experience that and I want that again, then that will show up in whatever way that's going to show up. But, But the feelings around that and the emotions around it, and I get excited when I think about it and warm weather and beaches and Mm, all those things. mm, Yes. Yeah. And and it's allowing ourselves to experience that. You know, when an opportunity presents itself that that leads towards that vision, then we can, you know, more clearly and with greater resolution, conviction, say yes to that opportunity. You know, whereas if if that isn't clear that that's what we want or that 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 is what we're trying to create on the other side, then, you know, we might have the opportunity to walk right by us without us being aware of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes me think of looking for, they say men do it, but women do it too, looking for something in your fridge or your cupboard and you can't find it. It's right in front of you. <laughs> you right. Yes. Not, you just don't see it. <laughs> Well, honestly, that's the way story showed up for me. I mean, I've been doing stories since I was literally six years old. I mean, I wrote, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff, but I didn't dawn on me until I went through this exercise of listing all the activities that I enjoy doing and then ranking those things mm-hmm. and and finding at the top of the list of the hundred things that I ranked, that story was at the top. And it, it was so obvious in hindsight but it was so, I missed it so much in the process, mm-hmm. you know, we, without stopping, without taking account of, you know, the things in our lives, you know, it's really easy to, and the analogy that's come to mind is, you know, it's really easy to, to lose those quarters and the sofa cushions because, you know, we're not paying attention, you know, you know, when you lift the cushion and you find, you know, a whole bunch of money in there and it's like, oh my gosh, where did that come from? You know, um, it's interesting. It's the- I opened up a, a book that I haven't read for a while, and like you, I have a lot of books. And um, I opened it up, and inside there was a hundred dollars sitting there. And I thought, what oh my I-? goodness! And wow. I mean, years ago, I looked at this maybe five years ago. I'm like, where did I put a hundred dollars in there? I thought that's kind of cool, <laughs> a little surprise, right? <laughs> and it, and it's been there all along. It's just we weren't looking to it. We weren't looking for it, and we weren't didn't have access to it. Um, you know, and I, and I think I there's wonder- 
I think there's a timing for everything too to unfold. Absolutely. Again, if, if we yes. don't try to say it has, that's the other side of the coin though. It has to happen this way, this way, this way. When you do that, you can really create a lot of problems for yourself versus again, leaving it to the universe, higher power, God, whatever it is for the person to say, this is what I want. And it's sort of like the law of attraction, asking what you want, believe no trust and allowing what you talked about to allow Absolutely. how that shows up. And how exciting is that? That's, that's where the magic is. And magic is real you know, good magic and these surprises that show up in our life and, the, and miracles. So if we could go on, I, I love talking to you, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to ask you if you could share today with our listeners, what, what is the unique gift that you created for them? It's very special. And for sure. everyone will know that uh, all the links to Steve and all his, him and where you can find him and his beautiful gift will be love this episode when it's put up. So if you can share that with us, Sure. So I've created a, a literal map that I call the, the path to prosperity. And as we talked earlier, you know, it's the journey from our cozy cottage to our palace of prosperity. And along the way, you know, we encounter different things. Uh, and by through this map, the intention is to help people to, to ask the questions and to see perhaps the, the $100 bills that are in the, the, our book of life so that we can, uh, you know, create the life that we want that we can, uh, you know, use our, our currency, our, of life to, to make the difference that we want to make. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you're going to be adding in some of your beautiful dragons because <laughs> you're so artistic <laughs> and, and you have your, you know, your three headed dragon and your breakthrough dragon. I think people would have mm. fun with them because your, your art's just so playful and fun yes yes Very yeah fun. dragons are becoming a regular part of my life so i um, love that and i'm welcoming them instead of resisting them and you know trying to run from them i'm learning that you know the, the power really is is in facing our dragons mm-hmm. learning to, to tame the dragons in our lives so that we can you know, discover their magic Oh, that's, that's such a beautiful gift. Steve, thank you so much for sharing from your heart and soul, your wisdom on how each one of us can tell a new story, one that inspires and empowers us to live the life we love on our own terms. Namaste, Steve. Namaste. Thank you for listening to the Heart Soul Wisdom Podcast with Moira Sutton. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please join our community at moirasutton.com and continue the discussion on our Facebook page, Create the Life You Love. You will be part of a global movement, connecting with other heart-centered people who are consciously creating the life they love on their own terms. Together, we can raise our consciousness for the greater good of humanity and for our planet.